Hey, Dan. Hey, Tim. Would you like to hear a joke? Yep, I would. All right. So you're a boss. Yeah. Boss Dan. How'd you know? Boss man. Mm. Uh, and this week's podcast topic is leadership management. Yeah. So I thought, what better a joke about your funeral? <laughs> and <laughs> one of our team members kneeling and whispering to your coffin. Mm. Who's thinking outside the box now, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could see that. It's good. I could see that. <laughs> Hi, this is Tim. This is just a heads up that all the advice you're hearing in this podcast is general in nature. If you want something more specific, then feel free to contact us. Drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk accountant, drunk accountant, drunk account, drunk, drunk, to drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account, drunk account. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Tim. And we are the, the Two Drunk Accountants. Feeling pretty drunk on coffee right now. Yeah, I've had an extra coffee. I've had, had three today. I've had two and uh, I mean, not to, I'm just getting swallowed protein <laughs> shake. You know, it is. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't go the cheaper protein like me. No. Per you, kilo. You went bulk. Yeah. Um, in mm. more than one way. Mm. Yeah, right. No, that, that's all part of our uh, wellness program we've been doing with Jay, mm. friend of the podcast. Yep. I think we've mentioned we've been on this program um, for yep. a little bit every February every February and <laughs> yeah but uh, no Jay's been doing a bit of uh, a bit of wellness wellness work with us and, yeah. and uh, turns out wasn't eating enough protein in my diet and the only way to do that for me was mm. to uh, shake it on in <laughs> shake, shake it off shake it off as uh, T Swift <laughs> would say actually Tim I'm not sure if you're aware of this but the rumours out there is that um, Taylor Swift and her partner have split <gasps> along together oh no um, but just like coincidentally you're also single. I'm also single. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe you should slide into her DMs. I should. Maybe. You're right. Maybe I should. I should just hit up T Swift. Like, I'm sure she's listened to the podcast before. Oh, she'd be a fan, mm. obviously. I wouldn't just she reach out a, blindly. She runs a business. I wouldn't yeah. call it a small business. No, no. And I, mean, I doubt she's paying much tax in Australia, but <laughs> she probably would, though. But yeah. She, when she tours here, she would definitely pay some tax. She would have um, a lot of need for today's topic because I'm sure she manages a pretty large team. So uh, as, ah. as Tim said, we, we've got Brendan Rogers mm. uh, from the Culture, Culture of Leadership, Leadership uh, podcast, mm. YouTube channel, Leadership Coach. Mm. Uh, he's going to jump on with us a little bit later and talk all things leadership, um, which I thought was a great conversation. Oh, and it I, was I actually such a good chat. I learned a lot from. And uh, yeah, I think... Yeah, the joke at the top was funny, but mm. uh, who do you think would be more likely for a team member to <laughs> to whisper into either our coffin or who do you think if either of us died would yeah. be more likely to have a team member whisper at our coffin saying, who's thinking outside the box I, now, Tim? Yeah, I think... Be honest, Dan. I think you're more likely to tell someone to think outside the box. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and therefore more likely to it's have me. that specific it's definitely saying it's definitely said me. back to you. That's fine. I'm fine with it. Mine's probably more like just nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> this wouldn't turn <laughs> just, up. Just wouldn't turn no, up. they're yeah. not even coming to your funeral. <laughs> exactly. Um, or it could be like Larry David and uh, well not Larry David didn't do it but people mm. in Kirby Enthusiasm did have a funeral before you die yeah that's good <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should do that <laughs> uh, well speaking of which Tim what is, is the Tim, Tim and Dan how was your week good until th- uh, well good until three quarter time of the Anzac Day game mm. Dan, which was Essendon versus the Magpies mm. 
And then Collingwood kicked seven goals in the last quarter to our none. And we lost by that's like a goal. That's bad. We're up by heaps. We were playing so good. What happened? Just couldn't sustain it. Mm. Just We brought the heat, but only for three quarters. Yeah. We're a young team. We're not really expected to do well this year. So, but yeah, so it was a good day though. The Anzac day was a really nice day, wasn't it? The it's, weather was, was great. Oh, the weather was fantastic. I actually went down to the beach for a little bit. Like I didn't swim, but I was just down there reading a book. Yeah. Just walking around in the sand. Mm. Yeah. It was nice. Yeah. So uh, always a good... Good time of year, Anzac yeah. Day. Always enjoy it. Nice one. To reflect. Mm, nice one. Watch the Bombers. Yes. Well, we're going to the AFL this weekend. We are, actually. We're going to yeah. watch Swans GWS. Yeah, I love going to neutral games because, you know, mm. it doesn't matter. Well, you hate the Swans, so you sort of, it's not that neutral. If the Swans lose, I'm happy. Mm. If they win, I also don't care. So, yeah. okay. how good? Okay. Nice one. Um, what did me? Uh, you know, I went to a comedy show on Monday night. Did you? In Newcastle. Nice. I went and saw uh, Reese Nicholson. Okay. Very funny. Really? What's uh, laugh. What's his style of, or her style of humor? Uh, they. He's they? A non, they are a non-binary okay. person. Oh, cool. That's good. So um, what's, what's their style of humor? Uh, a lot of jokes from the perspective of someone who grew up in the uh, LGBTQ plus mm. community. Okay. And, but not so much jokes about that, but just jokes from that perspective. Is Reese a similar age to us? Yes, he's yeah, our okay. age. He was born in 1990. So a lot of things you can relate to from say like our childhood. Yes. Yeah, because I can imagine it's 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 starting to change, but definitely if you were different when we were kids mm. going through school, it was tough. Like, yeah. But we, he, went to, uh, we went to public schools, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're from the from the streets. Yeah. You, know, you and me. Uh, you like to say, yeah, you like to say, Tumby Scumby, that's where I went. Yeah. And then at certain times, I like to say, Berkeley Val sucks. Yeah. Is where you went. Correct. Um, but at certain times, I like to be like, no, I'm from the hood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I went to, to the ghetto my, I like to embrace my hoodness <clears throat> sometimes. Um, mm. And let's be honest. Both schools were probably not great. Not great. They're probably a little ghetto. We're fine though. We turned out very well. Yeah. I did once see a girl try and light another dude's face on fire. Oh, good. All right. And awesome. More than once, people turned up to fight people mm. with knives. Oh, fantastic. That happened more than once. Wow. Maybe that happened at my school, but I was just like You're hiding too busy in math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was in a classroom playing chess because you could do that at lunch. <laughs> And get away. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah um, anyway, very funny. Reese cool. Nicholson, uh, if you get the opportunity to go see his show, he was okay. very funny. He awesome. told this one joke, How'd actually. How did you discover this comedian? I've seen him before in a few like oh. gala days yeah, and right. things. And uh, our mutual friend, Macca, is a mm. big fan. Ah. Uh, and it's it's our little friend Macca's birthday this week. It is. And so he got some tickets and I wow. went with him. He's having a great week. So he's going to the comedy. Going to the comedy. A little bit of the Roosters game on Tuesday. Won. Yeah. By a point. And he's going to the, we're going to the AFL the, the for Swans that this on weekend. Saturday. Yeah. He's having a great week. <laughs> wow. A great week. Anyway, this, wow. this one joke I thought was very funny. He said he's, he's just starting to work out, right? Mm-hmm. And similar fr- to you, similar to me. And, yeah. and a friend of his, who's like a big gym person was like, you need to go at seven o'clock. That's when yeah. you go, you get it done, you get your day done, you work out. And he's like, the problem with going at seven o'clock is it's full of everyone that goes at seven o'clock. And he's like, <laughs> and they're all 10 out of tens. Like they're all stunning. They're all fit, healthy people. He's like, I like to go at 11 o'clock yeah. uh, when it's full of the people who were medically told they have to go. <laughs> so he's like, I'm a, I'm a uh, seven, 7 a.m. four. But I'm a, <laughs> I'm 11 a.m. 10. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, I had a good laugh. That's at that. brilliant. 
is that stuck with me. Are you, a, are you a seven a.m. guy, Dan, or eleven? Mm, I'm a I'm a five thirty p.m. Oh, man. that's probably pretty similar to seven. It may even be worse. It's very packed there. That's probably more for show, mm. less for gains. Well, I only go I for show though. Ah, to yeah. be clear, I don't go for gains. Don't we all? No, Mike. I, I turn up. Yeah. You know my tank. Yeah. And uh, uh, <laughs> I say like I lift weights and just go <laughs> stuff like that. You know me. Classic macho yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds exactly right. You think right of Dan, you, you think, yeah. you know, the big dog. Yeah. Uh, wolf. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, no, not at all. Yeah. I'm like spaghetti arm holding tank, these weights that are like- Your tank singlet yeah. flashing half of your body yeah. to everybody. <laughs> there's a dude People there. I won't go there. There's a dude there. This shirt was like, it wasn't a shirt. Like, it's like why are you wearing this? Just yeah. wear a shirt, dude. I don't miss that about the gym. No. Anyway. Nice. Oh, well, that's a good, that's a good Tim and Dan Lowe. Good yeah. Tim Dan Lowe. Uh, Tim, business update sponsored by Cats mm. Accountants. Thank you, Cats Thank Accountants, you for sponsoring the uh, business update this week. Mm. Um, the RBA review came out last week. We didn't get mm-hmm. a chance to talk about it on last week's episode of the we podcast. Didn't. But uh, essentially, there's been a few recommendations to shake things up with the board um, mm. for the first time really since its inception. Yeah, it's interesting because the RBA has been around for what, like 30 or 40 years. Mm. Um, so it hasn't been reviewed in that time. Yeah. It's done a great job. Definitely. Over the time. Very prudent banking system. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, uh, what's the governor's name? Philip Lowe. Philip Lowe Mm. made some comments during COVID, Mm. which he has come to regret. Mm. He said interest rates would not rise until 2024 or later. Yes. And just gone off the back of like 11 straight. Yeah. And it's 2023. Yeah. So early 2023. And he said, you know, you've got to take context into, Mm. uh, into account and we can't, no one has a crystal ball. We don't Mm. know what's going to happen, but Mm. uh, well, I mean, as the governor of the RBA Mm. probably shouldn't make comments if you don't have a crystal ball. Here's my issue. I don't have an issue that they've raised interest rates. Inflation's high. They need to do what they need to do. That's the, their point. It's, Mm. it's to, to ensure that we don't go into a, a bad economic time yeah. because of inflation. For right? sure, for sure. And temporary increase in, in interest rates or an interest increase to an amount that's the normal level, mm-hmm. that's to be expected. Yep. I always knew that would happen eventually. Mm. My issue was that he told people it's not going to go up and then everyone went and bought a house, house prices went through the effing roof. He, he did the opposite of what the RBA yeah. needs to be doing. He's needed to be more conservative yeah. in that statement. And yes. so that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but- Look, it's time for a review and- So there's a few recommendations. Cool. So the, the first recommendation, the biggest one that came out of it was to split the board into two different boards. One that focuses on monetary policy and the other one that follows on the governance of the RBA itself. Mm-hmm. Whereas right now, it's sort of made up of a group of people who have to do both. Yeah. So I think the idea around this is if there's a board that's specific about making decisions around interest rates and monetary yeah. policy. Like experts. Is they're all experts in mm. that one topic. That's they don't it. need to be an expert about the RBA itself. Yes. Yeah. And yes. the governance of the bank itself. Yeah. Uh, so split the board, two boards, mm. one full of experts on that, one full of experts on that. And they, they make decisions separately. See, I like this, mm. although it does sound so funny. Like, mm. hmm, how do we fix this board and decision-making process. Two boards. We'll have two boards. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of ironic. I feel like that's the biggest red tape thing ever. Mm. But all right, let's just move past that. Mm. We definitely need some sort of structure where at the moment, apparently, the, the big dog, uh, the governor, mm. uh, basically calls the shots. Yeah. He comes in, he knows what's going to happen, yeah. and he does it. Yeah. There's not a lot of discussion or pushback or questioning of his mm. decision-making because the people on that board 
work at the RBA. Yeah. He's their boss, mm. which is uh, apt apt to mention that in today's episode. Yeah, leadership. So, um, so it's good that there's a second board. People yeah. that maybe aren't tied into the RBA. They're just independent experts exactly. having their say. Yeah. I, I was hearing a lot about like people think, oh, you know, you need to get representations of employees on there. So unions should get seats on those boards to help determine these mm. things and all that. And it made me think a few things. One, are unions relevant these <laughs> days? I don't know if they are. They have a lot of say in politics yeah. and they they, yeah. they they throw their names around a lot and you hear a lot of them in the media. Mm. And yeah. But like the, I think I reckon as a percentage of total mm. employees in the world, sorry, not in the world, in Australia, I reckon it's Low. not very big. And so really I think the people who, who should have more say on this board. Small businesses. Small business. Yes. We make up Employers. 98% of, yes. of all uh, 100%. businesses in, in Australia. Yeah. Uh, we don't hire 98% of all employees, but we'd hire a significant amount. Like Philip Lowe coming out and saying, don't give your employees pay rises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you serious, mate? Yeah, exactly. Try try telling that to the employees. Yeah, whose rent's gone up 20% yeah. in the last year and a half. That's and ridiculous. Anyway, so I think there should be more place for small businesses on that board somehow. Mm. If, if there's going to be union representatives, if there's going to be big business representatives, mm. if there's going to be all these people, we need to get a seat on that table. And this is where so I is think- Is that I, like a Cosboa or something? Like, I don't Cosboa, know. Cosboa, I've yeah. mentioned this a few years ago, like zero and accounting software. It's the mm. amount of information they have. Mm. They- could almost move into that space or like support mm. someone who could move into that space just give representing data. small business owners give because data they, to yeah. a body that can exactly. then use it in a, in a, uh, an advocacy way exactly yes cool uh, any um, other changes of note uh, there's just going to be more rec- I don't know what the exact recommendations was but there was recommendations around how often they meet mm. and how they communicate that to the people mm. and so so they can't run the mistake again of of saying something that will likely change. Yes. Oh yeah, because they meet monthly at the moment and they're thinking of making it, or 11 times a year, mm. they think you're making it eight. Yeah. Which is, there's some pros and cons to that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's uh, interesting. It is interesting. One other mooted change I heard mm. uh, was that there is an overruling power of the government to um, tell them not to raise the interest rates. I don't think that should be a thing. Yeah. So they're talking about maybe removing that too. Yeah. Mm. That shouldn't be a thing because the whole point of the board is it's meant to be independent Mm. of politics. No government who's facing election next year Mm. would say- Raise interest rates. Raise interest rates. Definitely not. No, that's just- Politics is bad in that. Mm. People don't want to pay more. They're not going to vote for you if if it seems like you've done it. Exactly. So that's the whole reason why it's independent. So yeah, I don't Mm. agree with that. No. Um, anyway, that was a, a business update. Another a great one. Another quick business update. Uh, Zero released some, speaking of Zero actually, mm. re- released some data around uh, mental health and small business owners this week. And we're actually going to chat to them next week. Yes. Um, about some of this information and, and what mm. small businesses and mental health problems are. So yeah, we're pretty excited about that. Here's the gist of it. Small business owners are experiencing lower levels of well-being and life satisfaction than the rest of Australians. And 33% of them say their business is experiencing financial stress at least more than half the time. So dark stuff. Yeah. Dark stuff. And we live in a world where I'd like to say we're pretty knowledgeable yep. on, on well-being these days. More so than ever but in history. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. It has to be. Yeah. Well, obviously we will be more knowledgeable in the future again, yeah. but we know so much mm. about stress and nutrition and sleep and movement. Mm. 
Um, that's why we get people like Jay on the podcast yeah. as well to talk about those things. Um, so it is, it is sad to hear that it's in a bit of a sorry state. Understandable given the tough couple of years we've had. But yeah, it'll be good to talk more about that with a psychologist yeah. and with Will Buckley. Exactly. So yeah. Exciting we're- times. Hopefully get them both on, if not just one of them on next week uh, and uh, we can dive deeper into these topics. We're excited about that. Nice. Uh, Tim, do you have a tight ass tip? I do actually. So we're going to Sydney on Saturday, Dan. We are going to Sydney on Saturday. And uh, no doubt we're going to have a few beers. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Catch up with the boys, have a few beers. Yeah. Get on it. Yeah. Pay for it. All so that kind of stuff. start around. That's what we'll do. Start, right? start, start around. around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, now, tight ass tip, mm. if you're in a round, mm. leave before your turn in the round <laughs> comes up. <laughs> and this, this was sent through by my parents, the Nepo babies. Yeah. Um, they sent this one. They sent this one because this was a classic move of my grandfather, yeah. apparently. So he'd turn up with, with grandma mm. and Chris and I were kids and they'd go to the local like mm. leagues club and start a round of like you know, dad would go up mm. oh you guys want some drinks yeah. grab some drinks grandma and grandpa um and then it'd be grandpa's turn so mm. he'd go up and then dad would get the third round you'd have three yeah and then grandpa would be like great well nice to see you all nice to see you all <laughs> and, uh, have a great night and they would go to a different club for dinner <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so he got funny. out of the round that's pretty funny after receiving more mm. out of the round than he bought. So that's pretty funny. There's a good tight ass tip. Yeah, that's a, that is a good tight It happens tip. all the time as well. I'm just saying people do it. People oh, yeah. definitely do it. I'm, some of our friends. I've never done it intentionally. I'm sure there may have been. Our a friend Brett has definitely done it intentionally. Nah, <laughs> nah. maybe. He's pretty good with rounds actually. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Everyone also, who's ever been in a round knows of this. Knows of this. All the risk of this. That's why I never like rounds. I, do you know why I never used to participate in rounds? Because I'm not a big round person. It's because I never drank beer either. Like yes. These days it's a bit easier. There's ginger beer, yeah, there's cider. There's you can get yeah. in on that. Yeah. But before when it was just rounds of beer and I'd be like, I don't want beer and every mm. other drink is more expensive. Mm. No one wants me in that round. Nah, true. And I don't want to be in everyone else's round. <laughs> yeah, because you have to drink at their pace. And what if everyone's keen for a five drink night and I'm only keen for a two drink <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Am I buying five for everybody? I, I can't no. tell you though. I go to, I go to events mm. and I never plan on going in the round. I'm like, I'm going to be good. Yeah. I'm not going in the round because I know that involves drinking like five plus beers. And then someone says, round? Like, Tim, you want a beer? And you're yeah. like, yes, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Couldn't resist it. Yeah, it, that does always happen. It is fun though. It's a mm. nice communal way mm. Of um, gathering, but yeah, you just got to be careful of tight asses like me who might leave the round early. Mm, I'll be watching this on Saturday. <laughs> uh, Is there a strategic time to get in the round? Maybe the first round's better. And then you all do one at least. Nah, the first is probably worse. You want to be the last round. No, no. He's, you want to be the last round. You want to do the first round, but before everyone gets there. Yes. So you've been established. And then join people into the round. Hey, join our round. You've yeah. been established mm. as, hey. Smart. This guy got us all a drink right at the start. <laughs> but you might have only bought three people a drink. That's so smart. Yeah. Hey, if you go in rounds and you have a strategy, yeah. a tight ass tip, 
around send them around in. send them in uh preferably asap because we're gonna have probably around on saturday but yep. there's many more rounds to come so send us your round tight S- ass tip. send us your round all right let's or just tight ass tip in general let's dive into the main topic now we've already been yammering on for 20 minutes here we've My got God. a great chat with it's the three coffees yeah. i'm sorry <laughs> we've got a great chat with uh with brendan coming up so have a listen to that and we'll see you on the other side so thank you for joining us today, Brendan. We've got Brendan Rogers, Culture of Leadership, uh, podcast, YouTube channel, leadership coach. Uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Great to be here, chaps. Thank you for having me. We've just spent probably close to an hour of you grilling us uh, <laughs> about leadership and millennials. And so we thought, let's, let's flip the tables on this. We need to throw, throw some questions your way about leadership. Uh, well, actually, you flipped the tails before the end yeah, yeah, I'll of do that. my podcast. Yeah, I was asking you yeah. questions. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> what, have we already switched? Yeah. yeah. I was so confused. At the end, he thanked you for being there on your own podcast <laughs> as well. I don't know what Dan was thinking there. I think the only way for listeners to understand this is we probably need to align our release schedule or something. Yeah. So, this one and then follows on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. I love it. It's a good idea. Well, I just like to kind of soft land you into that, Brendan. Just start asking a few easy questions on your podcast. So, you're used to me just grilling you with the <laughs> I appreciate you thinking on me like yeah, that. No. Uh, but uh, well, why don't we start something easy? Tell us a little bit about you, ha- how you stumbled across, you know, um, providing leadership advice to people and and, mm. uh, and a bit about your background. Thank you, mate. The I guess I'll go back to I've always played sport, like mm. a lot of sort of young boys, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. Football. I played cricket, tennis, uh, swam, mm. anything you could do, I suppose, yeah. as a young mm. person. And I naturally just moved to team stuff. I love that feeling about being part of a team and achieving stuff as a team. So yeah. I moved into the, the football, soccer space. Nice. And I was young, so I didn't really understand see what teams what drives teams and what drives behaviors and people around that but it just always felt great Mm. so then when i moved in the corporate space as sort of finished uni and went into a full-time role and i started to interact with people in a more professional setting and i just found it again interesting as to how people interact still playing a reasonable level of football yeah and having those two contrasting environments. Again, yes. I was in my early 20s or late teens, coming into early 20s. So I still wasn't smart enough to, to connect the two. Mm. It probably wasn't till I was around, until I started leading a team in the corporate space myself in my early 20s. I think I was 23, 24. Mm. I started to connect some dots. I wasn't the leader of a sporting team that got up there and gave these speeches and yeah. didn't feel like this motivation stuff. Yeah, But... It just became about behaviors, how you performed on the field mm. and how you drove performance in others because you were setting a standard. Yeah. And that's yep. what I started to learn in the corporate space, how you operate, whether you're leading the team or whether you're a team member in the team, people who respect you, they start to follow you mm. in how you act and behave. So I started to get right into the whole self-improvement stuff yeah, you know before yeah. ebooks and yeah. all you know i had to get read a proper book and yeah, with all, a light, before with podcasts a light on, a lot, <laughs> i can't remember actually i think i just read in the days because i was afraid the candle would burn the pages <laughs> but that that was the the journey it got my got my interest yeah. and then i was really i was working for shipping I, I worked in the sexiest businesses you could 
come across, which was container shipping, mm. global shipping. <laughs> now that is sexy. It is. Yeah. I can't tell you how many conversations I had with people that have left school and they just can't wait to get into shipping. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I just think of storage wars. That's probably what influenced that. Yeah, yeah, right. The TV show. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. People, this is hidden treasure. Yeah, the, uh, storage containers. Must that's be a, that's a, sometimes yeah. there is hidden treasure and it shouldn't be there, but that's <laughs> that's other stories, I suppose. But anyway, I guess the the global environment, working mm. with different cultures, had opportunity to work in different countries over that period of time. I worked. 22, 23 years in the shipping industry. Different companies, lots of different roles, lots of different Mm. opportunities. So through that journey, I became more fascinated, more opportunities came my way. And in my sort of, it was late 90s. So I was about that 25, 26 side. I had my first opportunity to facilitate workshops. And those workshops were, I was uh, leading workshops with very senior people in the in the Australian organization. Mm. So it wasn't just a, hey, dip your toe in, it was like baptism of fire. Mm. <laughs> and I was part of, this was my role in the project to centralize all these things around Australia into a one location, was to pull the gold nuggets out of these people's minds that have been doing these roles and in these senior mm. areas for quite some time. Mm. So I was really fortunate to have those opportunities, which yeah. again, really reinforced my love of bringing people together and mm. achieving outcomes and having great conversation. Yeah. Not always great. I say great, positive conversation, but sometimes tough conversation as well. You really need to push people and, mm. and make sure you're getting the best out of them. So through that journey of, of life and work, about 2012, I started to become a bit disillusioned in the corporate space, a little bit like you guys maybe spoke a little bit about mm. in the podcast we've just done. Mm. And my, it wasn't that that company was wrong, or I was wrong. We yeah. were just growing apart. Mm. Yeah. So, I, and I was a, a risk averse person. I had still young kids and married mm. and was the breadwinner. Mm. So I just needed to develop a journey to get out. Yeah. So that took me a few years and I got the ultimate outcome, which was what I was trying to do, which I got redundancy towards the back half of 2015, yep. which was absolutely fantastic. Gave me a, a really good opportunity to move into the consultant space, which mm. is what I wanted to do. I, because I'd done the work and built the network, I walked into a consultancy role or I had already had a consultancy client sorted out for the pretty much the Monday after I finished on wow. a Friday, there which was are. fantastic again. Yeah. Mm. And I've just developed my journey from there. Mm. And I love working with leaders. My own journey around leadership when I first started leading a team, I made a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions. Best way to learn though, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Man. I probably wished I didn't make as many bad ones <laughs> or I had some guidance, some support, some mentorship yeah. in that stage that I could have mm. shoot the breeze mm. with and have some conversations. Yep. And that's what drives me around yep. the whole being, becoming a confident leader, like mm. helping people that are emerging leaders or currently leaders. They don't necessarily have to be a certain age group, but they've sort of fallen into it. Mm. They've been business owners that, hey... We've got to lead people now. Our business yeah. is growing. And mm. what do we do? And How do we navigate this crazy world with people and requirements? It yeah. is It is really tricky. And a lot of people listening to this podcast have been in this exact situation. So mm. they're mm. We're probably someone who were doing something. They were a tradie or they were an IT consultant or they did something. And now they've started a business themselves and they mm. find themselves in a position of leadership. Mm. And which is why I thought this would be a great opportunity to get you on to help us give some tips and advice mm. about some of the things that leaders might not know or, or, or skills that you think are fundamental for them to tackle. Uh, so I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because that's exactly the types of people who are listening right now thinking, no, that's me. It's and mm. even me sitting here right now. Mm. I mean, yeah. And as a leader, I'm sure 
you'll probably attest to this, Brendan, but we are always learning yeah, too. Exactly. The learning never stops. So what yeah, is definitely keen leadership. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How yeah. do you spell? Isn't that yes. a great question? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is what is it? Yeah, what even yeah. is it? Yeah, totally. It, I can relate to the story you just told because I played a lot of team sports, mm. and yeah, the best player usually gets anointed as the captain. Um, which is questionable sometimes. And even these days you see in team sports, these the best player isn't the captain. Usually it's mm. far from that, actually. It's not really about the output. Mm. It's more about how they're the leadership keeping culture, things together. The, yeah. So, um, so what can you shed in terms of light for our listeners on leadership? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I feel really under pressure now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shed Solve some all light. our problems for you, please, Brendan. <laughs> First of all, let's just, let me talk a little bit about leadership. What is yeah. leadership? And mm. again, lots of definitions. And <laughs> I love that like I that. was kidding with that question, but now it's a legitimate <laughs> question that we should answer. No, it is. Yeah. It I is. think it is. Yeah. Define it's, it. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying my answer is not the, not the, the be all and end all, mm. but I just break leadership into three core components. And this sits back into some of my sort of core signature models and, mm. and those sorts of things. But I just like to say character, competence, and connection. Nice. And I think the difference between a leader and a manager, and again, you know, people may listen and say, oh, not this whole leadership versus management thing. Mm. No, managers can be leaders and leaders are, also need to be managers. Yes. It's, it's a mix. And maybe it's a hybrid model using the whole yeah. hybrid work environment mm. thing. Well, now, it's pretty but rare to have the capacity in a small business to have a leader and a manager. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Seems, unfortunately, you're probably going to be wearing both hats. You do. You? Yeah, <laughs> a, a meter or a manager. Yeah. <laughs> I might add that to yeah. the model. <laughs> <Manager. Yeah. laughs> that sounds really good. The, the the difference I believe in those that lead really well versus those that manage mm. really well is the connection piece. Like yeah. how you connect with people. Yes. How you make them feel that they matter, how you have those conversations, mm. how you help them grow and develop and, and really get into their DNA and touch, yes. you know, really push their buttons, mm. that human touch thing that you yes. guys have added to your, your values. Without physically touching. No, no, human, human, human touch, touch in, in a way. spiritual yeah. way. Yes. But so. I think so. So character, competence, connection, yeah. Yeah. if there's of, of good character, and that also comes back to a level of self-awareness and mm. improving and educating yourself and always knowing that you don't know everything and be comfortable with not knowing everything. The competence, well, that comes to, you do have to be reasonably competent in whatever it is that the industry you're in, have some level of knowledge. Yeah. Again, at a certain level, CEO type, particularly in really senior managers, you don't need to know anything about the industry to start with because your role is leading the people, connecting and, and getting results through that. Mm. But you do have to develop a level of confidence to gain a level of respect in mm. the organization. You need to be able to speak the language. Absolutely. Yeah. And then that connection piece is you need to be able to connect with people. If you've got those three elements, which is there's lots of buckets or lots of mm. things that sit under that, mm. but that's leadership. Character, competence, connection. Mm. You've got those in good good balance. I level, love that definition right. actually. Yeah. <clears throat> um, because that's so simple to kind of break down. It's like, mm. oh, maybe I'm falling down in the connection piece. Maybe I'm falling down in the mm. character piece. What, mm. whatever it is. Absolutely. You can sort of break it down as like, all right, well, I don't feel like I'm being an effective leader right now. Mm. What am I doing wrong? Well, there's a quick little structure you can you can analyze. Yeah, that's super easy. I just be like, oh, it's just my character. Yeah. It's just Can't that I'm a that. terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> well, leadership can be trained, in my view. So right, good. Okay. Tim, good. There is hope Training. for you, mate. We can change your yeah. character. <laughs> Everything so, I'm doing is wrong. If, if I'm leading Tim and I and like on occasion I've occasionally said to him, Tim, you mean nothing to me. That's bad connection. Is that? 
Look, there's good and there's good and bad, right? It's it's probably not setting out on the right foot. Uh, okay, yeah, but right, there's yeah. a level of openness and yeah. trust that builds from that. Yeah. So, I'm Tim would probably character. say, yeah. Dan, help me understand how that sits. <laughs> like, I need to understand. Can you give me an example where? I am just that person that you think I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd say I don't even think about you. Yeah. <laughs> Are we kidding about so that? So you do not matter to me at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but look, we're joking about this, but through our actions, uh, leaders can actually inadvertently oh, absolutely. tell their team that. And I, I'm that sure there's been, right? I'm sure there's been instances That's a real where risk. We're, all, we're all busy and we're all stuck doing, especially if you're managing a small team, you're running a small business, and you're often you're doing part of the work as well. You could just be bogged down in, in busy work that we were talking about. Uh, you're bogged down in in the actual task, and someone comes to you with something, and you just don't have feel like you have time for it. Mm. And you can dismiss someone without meaning to it. I'm I'm mm. guilty of it. I'm sure I've done it. I know examples right now in my head. I can think of examples where I've done this. I can think of a lot of examples in recent times because um, we've got a six month old baby. Yeah. So mm. I'm definitely not connecting with. Just my to be clear, team. Tim and I don't have a six month old baby. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> I didn't say we. Tim, yeah, I you, said did, her. you said we. Oh. <laughs> you I mean, I know I'm your. I know your. I'm your work wife, Tim, but. <laughs> Uh, we, as in me and my partner Jade, yeah. we have a six-month-old baby, and yeah, definitely, I don't have as much time or energy to connect mm. right now, and that is, I can definitely feel that. I know the team feels that. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm keen to be reminded of this and to mm. work through just some simple things I need to do mm. to get back on track with that. Well, on that particular point, the worst thing you can do is hide it. Mm. Yeah, like actually, the best thing you can do is talk about it. Yes. Like, yeah. talk about it with your team. You know what? Because they're, they're probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. But if you just open about it and, and even, you know, with your business partner, say, look, I'm struggling with the whole connection piece yeah. at the moment. Like, I've got so much going on. Okay, you guys are, are good mates. You, you're probably very aware of that situation, mm. but you can't assume. You yeah. can't just think they know my situation and, and they'll understand. True. Just be open about it. Exactly yeah. like you said in yeah. the podcast we spoke about before. Mm. Hey, I'm comfortable not knowing. Mm. I don't know everything yeah. and I'm not supposed to know everything. Yeah. Just talk about it. Have yeah. the kind, and then people say, oh, you know. That. And the, the surprising thing is, again, that level of vulnerability mm. creates a level of trust and says, hey, you know, we got to, how can we support you better mm. in that? Or where you feel like you're falling down, what can we do to help that process yeah. happen? And they're just really good, powerful conversations. And what does that do? That's the connection, right? Oh, it's amazing. I mean... It's, it probably will feel like a little bit like getting into an ice bath or jumping off a cliff mm. in some regards because we all protect that, mm. the, 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 the pudgy insides of how we're feeling. Mm. And it's like our ego and pride is on the line there. Mm. Um, but yeah, I can relate so much to that in the last six months of my life. And it's been an interesting thing I didn't expect to happen, mm. let's say, having, having a kid. Mm. Um, to have an influence on my leadership and the team in the way I connect. So, mm. yeah. yeah, that's that's a really good point there. And I think mm. it's so easy um, for us to, you know, when we're on your podcast earlier, we're talking about that one of the things that I've learned is that uh, I don't feel like I need to know everything, whereas as a leader, there's a lot of pressure to know everything. Well, mm. if you're vulnerable, that kind of is like giving up a little bit of that I'm, I'm the person who can help you mm. and, and know everything um, sort of, position you put you yourself in because mm. you're like oh if mm. i'm telling them i'm vulnerable if i'm telling them i've got this thing going on mm. and I'm, I'm struggling with these things then am i giving 
up my authority in a way to yeah. to to help them um but to to not be that person but really yeah. it's the opposite it's the mm. opposite that's the answer uh, yeah and i feel like we learn up. this and forget <coughs> it constantly well if you think yeah. about again what i said about character competence connection mm. so what creates the connection is the character mm. Which oh, vulnerability, <laughs> vulnerability yeah. sits in that character side of things. So if yes. your character is of, let's say, good standing from a vulnerability perspective and comfortable mm. the fact that you can be vulnerable, mm. then that allows the connection. If mm. you haven't got that part of the character sorted, mm. then the connection will always have some sort of limit to it. Yeah, mm. People feel this stuff. It doesn't matter yep. if we're trained on it. Mm. Uh, just that intuition that people have. I just There's just something about Dan that feels different i'm not, I'm not yep. sure i can trust him for example yes. like that's the mm, sort of yes. conversations that people either have in their head yeah. or they're going home to their partner yep. and saying oh, yeah. just not sure about back. my new leader yeah just not sure definitely absolutely mm. this is already i feel this is a very very valuable conversation yeah. we're having yeah. but uh the, you, you do have some some key skills cool. apart from what yeah, we did leadership. say we talk about yeah. let's dive a little bit into that because you know Already, we've, we've got the definition and things you can work on. Mm. But what are some skills that you see that leaders often are struggling with? Or I feel like if you go into a business, you talk to a leader, usually it's these couple of things that mm. you need to learn those skills first. Mm. Well, let, let's touch. I'll go from the from the back first. This was, one, this was the one I was going to answer last. Mm. But we've already spoken a lot about it, self-awareness. Yeah. yeah. Right, again, that ability just being knowing yourself mm. well, mm. getting to know yourself well, getting to know those points that hit your buttons in a good way yeah. and also things that hit it in a negative mm. way and, and create those stresses or pain points for you. Mm. That is also an ongoing process of education, right? Mm. Learning about yourself, taking things external, books, podcasts, mm. yep. whatever it is that helps you learn around that space you want to learn in, whether that's leadership or anything mm. for that matter. So self-awareness is super, super critical mm. in anything I believe, but particularly leadership. So yeah. if you can focus on that and just be open with the fact that I need to learn mm. as a leader. Yeah. And the reason why I think, and I know this is so important, is again in my own journey, there were times where I'm leading people and have that privilege, but I wasn't necessarily developing myself outside of that day-to-day mm. -day role. Why? Because I was so immersed in trying to be this better leader for this team, yeah. but I wasn't balancing myself in having okay, this is day-to-day, -day, this is what's happening, but I then wasn't taking some of the nuggets mm. of gold that are out there from all these giants in leadership development space mm. and doing that. So this is why keeping that self-awareness, self-awareness, you know, tattoo it on the inside of your eyelid, do whatever mm. you've got to do mm. to make sure it's there and always make, state, make space mm. for that self-development, yeah. which helps with the self-awareness of yourself. Mm. And that's just the same with you know, you know, filling your bucket and ma making mm. sure that you feel good, um, because it's hard to lead a team. Yeah. You know, yes, you can be vulnerable with them mm. and, and have moments, but if if you're constantly just feeling burnt out yourself, yeah, that's not going to help anyone. So yeah. it's looking after yourself as well, yeah. as well as self awareness. I think absolutely, yeah. And you know, I, being aware, I, I can't remember what part podcast it was the other day, but they talked about sleep. Yep. Now everyone sleeps are really valuable we all know this mm. but as a society we don't treasure it we don't mm. value it mm. and one of the result one of the figures that really stuck with me because i do a bit of exercise every morning is that if you don't get the required amount of sleep for your body and on average it's sort of at least seven to eight hours then your exhaustion levels raise by 20 to 30 percent wow that's mm. crazy right that's so if you think about that from a leadership perspective mm. where some of this conversation went mm. if you're not getting 
a level of sleep that you need to work. And no one can mm. operate well on four or five hours sleep. Mm. It just people can say that and talk it, yep. but they don't know what a good night's sleep exactly. They don't know what a good night's sleep is. I can attest uh, to that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but <laughs> you start like, to make like poor decisions. <laughs> yeah. There's lo- so much research around this. You start yeah. to make poor decisions. Uh, you, you get worse. antsy about stuff sooner than what you would, mm. and mm. people that you're leading will be sitting there thinking, well, I wonder how he or she's feeling today. How do I keep them happy? Mm. That's not what you want your it's team to be good. thinking. You want to, how do we get mm. the best result for our team and move forward? So True. that's an element of that self-awareness, self-awareness piece as well. Yeah. All of these, there's so much in that bucket. It's not funny. Mm. Yeah. Again, I know that we want to, don't want to go too, de- too far down that rabbit hole, ah, but yeah. if people can just take the message away that, hey, mm. how do I keep improving myself yes. and keep learning about who I am as an individual and mm. what floats my boat, yeah. then they'll find the answers. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a great one. All right, so what's what's the second one? The second one, and this is something I've learned over time, is mm. meetings. Mm, meetings. Okay. Now, <laughs> who likes meetings? So Not many Tim. meetings. <laughs> <laughs> so many meetings, and Tim's you never done his best to get rid of meetings. Our entire <laughs> you never come out career. of meetings. Yeah, you never come out of meetings with nothing to do. There's no. just like always more to do. But then if you're in meetings all the time, how are you meant to do that exactly. stuff? It's a great point, and yeah. it's the, the age-old challenge, isn't it? Yeah. The interesting thing that I found on my journey, and this is where uh, Patrick Lencioni's work really helped solidify some of my mm. thinking of what had happened to me in the past, yep. is that I was finding myself having conversations after the meeting mm. to clarify things of what we should have clarified in the in meeting. The meeting. Yeah. And you know what the biggest takeaway for me of that process was? I was trying, this is team meeting specific, mm. I was trying to cover too much in a team meeting. Why? Yeah. Because meeting sucks yeah. and we weren't getting real work done in the meetings. So Let's we try cram and in. cram as much yeah. as we can. So we just have to have one meeting each week or each fortnight yes. or each month. And then we go away and do our stuff. Okay. But the amount of wasted time that was happened after the meeting yes. to try and get people back on the same page or because people go off in this direction, definitely. this direction was crazy. So I'm not, I'm not a component of saying, hey, you just need to fill your diary with meetings yeah terrible because talked about deep work yeah. on the cultural leadership but yeah, you did. can't get deep work done mm. yeah. but people need to understand mm. you can have meetings better mm. you can actually do meetings better it's like anything is there a little bit of anxiety around meetings that takes place like people act very differently when it comes to sitting down as a team and having a meeting some people get aggressive mm. some people withdraw and well, let's let's break it down like this. Yeah. So let's there's so many different types of meetings, but let's just put them in a box of one-on-ones versus team meetings. Yes, yeah, yep. okay. Both are really valuable and good, and different yes. types of meetings in those spaces. What I learned was that I was assuming because of my own journey around leadership, and like I referred to before at this top of the show, I had a really good opportunity. Scared the mm. crap out of me yeah. in facilitating workshops really early. Yeah, and if you think of team meetings you're effectively facilitating conversation. Definitely. That's a skill set in itself that mm. most leaders haven't had the opportunity to develop. Yeah, I can see a mistake. Which creates that level of anxiety and stuff that you're talking about. That's like, right. oh, how do I facilitate good conversation yeah. with mm. five people, 10 people, whatever the size of your team is? Sorry, mate. Definitely. Well, I was just going to add to your point there that I can see some leaders think they just need to come in and speak for the entire meeting and everyone else needs to come take notes. Mm. <laughs> the worst type of meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, even flipping that, you want to, and again, I say this from 
experience of where I've done those sorts of things like talk, everyone yeah. got it. Tell me what you've done for the week. I mm. can't change anything they've done for the week. Yeah. Like you're just reporting on stuff. Yeah, so you want to flip that that sort of meeting yeah. if it's that what we call a an operational type meeting, mm. which might be weekly or fortnightly, something like that, then people know what they need to do. They know what they're focused on as a team. Hopefully that structure's been set up. Yeah. But then it's what are we what are our roadblocks for this week ahead? Yeah. What do we need to do? I always like to talk to leaders in what's that action or actions you're going to take in the next seven days. Yeah. Because what happens is that in that type of meeting, you start to break the problem down from looking here to mm. say, what do we just need to do in the next seven days to yes. move this forward? Because yep. you guys know well and truly that if you do that enough times mm. in a hundred days mm. or whatever it is, you're going to be so far ahead of the game. Definitely. And probably what you may have decided you were going to do back at day zero yep. was different because every seven days, you know, the world changes and yes, mm. things things adjust mm. and those sorts of stuff. So yep. that type of meeting is is super important. But back to the point, the anxiety side is yeah. I realized and I'm a slow learner, I re it took me a while to realize that people didn't naturally have those skills. Mm. So in the meeting structures that I work in now, I focus on one-on-one -on -one type meetings to start okay. with when I start working with leaders. Why? Yep. Because it's so much easier having a one-on-one -on -one yeah. and it's one-on-one -on -one performance meeting. Yep. How is How are they going in their role? What have you achieved in the last period, X mm. seven days? What are we going to focus on the next seven days to move forward? Because yeah. as a leader, you'll have some idea about where they should be focusing on. You don't mm. need to know how mm. they're going to do it, but where they should be focused. If you can do that, you're building that connection, you're building some competence about having some conversation yeah. and not talking all yeah, the time, asking, yeah. the asking the questions, mm. yeah. seeking some information, listening to them, asking for some uh, more information yeah. to clarify stuff. And then, okay, what are we gonna do? How do I need to support you in the next seven days yep. to achieve what you're going to achieve? And that can, if you get really good at that on a one-on-one -on -one performance type conversation, you can do that in 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah, true. Absolutely. Definitely. So again, there's other mm. building blocks for meetings, but mm. I've found through my experience of working with leaders is that if you focus on the one-on-one -on -one type stuff first mm. and build those foundations mm. and then start to move into some of the team type stuff Interesting. they're building confidence yeah. in their ability yeah. to run meetings mm. which means they generally start from a better confidence level mm. but their meetings are just start to get better when cool. they start to and facilitate more people and the other thing That's i took really from good. that was focusing forward instead of backwards in a lot of the meetings yeah. don't sit there talking about what has happened speak more about what we need to do absolutely yeah. and, and you you, past, you yeah. value people's time right so mm. and you you value their creative input we've just spent a lot of time talking about millennials mm. how do you help them feel valued well they mm. want a seat at the table mm. yeah. they want to feel like they're being heard well how can you do that like hey we've got this problem x this roadblock about where we're trying to get in the next three months yep. How can we start to, like, everyone's mm. really smart around this table. You know your stuff. You've all got different insights, different mm. experiences. How can we leverage that? Yep. Put the question out there. Mm. What do you think we should do, Tim? Yeah, How exactly. would you approach this? Dan, what do you think about that? Mm. Why do you think that's a crap idea versus your idea? Mm. They're the sort of great questions that really start to uncover some, some nuggets of gold. Mm. I like it. Yeah, so... Do you think like a weekly one-to-one -one is, is a good call? Or? For me, I always strongly, strongly encourage business leaders to have weekly one-on-one -on -one yep. performance type conversations. Yep. If you can't put 15, 20 minutes aside mm. for your team members, yep. then something's wrong. Mm. Yeah. Your value set's not where it needs to be from a leadership perspective. Mm. In saying that, depending on the size of your business, you also have to make sure you've got the right structure in place mm. so you're not having 30 one-on-ones. Yeah. One -on -ones. Exactly. You know, again, yeah. once you start to get a team that's really more than 10 yep. people, 
you can start to become just dysfunctional just by number. Yeah. And it's hard to maintain that sort mm. of um, consistency you need around those one-on-ones. So, yeah. so again, that's a whole other conversation depending mm. on size of business. But if you can ideally around that sort of six to eight, if if your business warrants it mm. size-wise, yep. but weekly Take one-on-one performance-type yeah. conversations, 15 minutes. And literally those call. three questions are a good foundation. Mm. What have we achieved in the last mm. week? Yep. And you think of this a flow on like, hey, have we mm. done what we said we we're going to do? Yeah. Where's our focus for this next week? What mm. are the key actions you're going to be focused on? Yep. And how? what support do you need? Sometimes, mm. look, I'm good. Other yep. times it's like, well, I need to do this. I'm not really mm. sure how to do it. Can mm. we put some time aside to have a conversation? Yeah, cool. yeah, awesome. Let's make some space. Or actually, we've got some space now. Yep. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. No, I like that a lot. <clears throat> and if you did it every week, you wouldn't feel like you have to make massive change in that meeting mm. or achieve massive results like if you do a six monthly performance review as mm. an example mm. you can see why that would be so tiring because you are unpacking so mm. much yeah um well let me just would, yeah take the i guess when i say performance review or performance type conversation Sorry, it's yep. just it's just how they how they're going and what their work is mm. what they're Jeff. focusing on from that week to week yep. perspective the performance review i'm definitely not a component of six months or 12 months yep. it's for me i encourage leaders to do that quarterly yep. how are we going in our role mm. what's going to help you become better yep. in your role again how do i support that journey to make you better yep. but there's also more behavioral type conversations yeah you know, what are you doing? How do we need to develop you to become an even better team mm, member mm, if you value yeah. teamwork? Yeah. Or these are some values, some behaviors we've got. How do you think you're living those things? So you're mm. always bringing some of your core values back into yeah, the conversation cool. as well. Like that I really encourage on a quarterly basis because yes. then you can get into a like rolling mm. quarter strategy type stuff. Yeah, We're perfect. thinking longer term, but what's our next 90 days look like? What do like we need it. to do? What like does success that. look like? I How are we like going to cool. focus? What are we going to focus on? Who's responsible for what? And move that forward. That comes back to our one-on-ones. We can then mm. link the conversations back. Everything we want to do, we want to scaffold on. Right? Yeah. We don't want to think we're having a one-on-one performance weekly type thing mm. and then we're having a quarterly thing there's no connect that yeah, doesn't make any sense exactly so all these things mm. build into yeah. building confidence mm. around meetings can be better yes yeah. no, and like if you're running the meeting doesn't mean you're talking all the time mm. but if you're running the meeting it's your meeting so if it's a crap meeting it's your fault yeah if it's a good meeting it's your fault Mm. just know we can be better at meetings so it's all it's all my fault Dan sorry about that oh your fault (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that a lot from Dan I keep saying (laughs) I've been saying I'm throwing him under the the bus yeah yeah Um, if someone's listening to this right now and they are having bad team meetings all the time (laughs) how can they start to work on improving that obviously these weekly one-to-ones are going to help do they can the team meeting for a while do they take a step back and restructure the team meeting? Mm. What's a simple solution, like simple suggestion there yep. that you can give? I, in, in that situation with clients, uh, where it's relevant and able, I encourage them to stop the team meeting. Yep. Because why go to a crap meeting and waste people's time for starters? Mm. Like you're not sure. you're not creating any value. Mm. Okay, if they really push back against that, okay, well let's start to unpack what a great operational type team meeting looks like and in my experience a lot of the time it's like overwhelm they can't that's too much for them to take because it's so different Mm. to the crappy meetings they've been having so quite often I get my way which Mm. is and I say that in a nice way it's like (laughs) hey I don't like to tell people what to do it's their business Mm. and and they know their people they know their industry I'm not saying I'm an expert in those Mm. but 
if I'm in that situation based on my own experience, I wish I knew that and started with mm-hmm. that because it builds the connection, it builds your confidence in just having conversation, builds your learning skill, uh, your listening skills mm. as well. And that's a far easier and less confronting space yep. than trying to think, well, I've got to try and think of an agenda mm-hmm. for the team meeting. How about I send it out to the team and I get nothing back anyway, but I'll still send mm-hmm. it out just yeah. so it looks like I'm asking and I'm yeah. caring about what they do. Mm-hmm. And it's just a waste of time. It is, yeah. So yeah. strip it back to simple. Yep. Go to your one-on-ones, have that conversation, mm. be deliberate about just creating 15, 20 minutes of space. Mm. And it doesn't even matter if you don't follow those three questions. Yep. Just sit down and say, Connect, sit Dan, down, how connect, you, yeah. how, how's things going in the role? Yeah. yeah. Is, is it okay? Like, mm. what are you challenged with? What's not mm. working for you? What are you frustrated about? Yep. Like, if you've just got an interest in that, then mm. the rest of the conversation will just flow. That's a huge gem, I think, for anyone mm. with a team and who may have performance problems, which is pretty relevant for any team. You know, we always, 100%. always want to improve. Um, so, that's a huge gem there. I Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, the, the third point that we wanted to discuss, which I think is is a really interesting one as well, is tough conversations, right? Mm. Uh, so let's, let's let's dive into that. Tough conversations is, I would say, probably one of my favorite, equal with meetings, mm. because yeah. leaders are good in having good conversations. Good conversations. Yeah. yeah, like hey, well, I really mm. liked what they don't necessarily provide the feedback in a way that's specific and mm. and that sort of thing that we want to do is like, hey, I really liked when you did X, Y, and Z. Mm. Yeah. Then you walk away and think, okay, they really liked that I did X, Y, and Z. I'm going to keep doing X, Y, and Z. Mm. But if I said, great job, what do you do with great job? Yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. Did he or she think great job with the research I did, how mm. I presented yeah. the information, yep. you know, my design work on my slides, if mm. it's sub- that sort of yep. presentation, who knows? Yep. So be yeah. specific. Be specific is yeah. absolutely critical. Yeah. Okay? But the tough conversation piece yep. is I've had – very fortunate, I say now, at the time I didn't feel fortunate, but I've had more than one conversation with alcoholics in my team around mm. tough conversations. Mm. Um, I've had conversations with people who have hit on me in interviews. Actually, I shouldn't say I apologize about it was, about it was that, once. By the way. It, was, it, was. it was once. But do you know what? The, and again, I'll just share this because yeah. it's a light, can I say a light, tough conversation? Yes. But a person came in. And for an interview, a scheduled interview, yep. absolutely no problems. And within three to four minutes of that conversation, it wasn't that she wasn't the right fit. She was looking for the wrong role. She thought the role, I think it was like she thought the role was, was part-time and it was a full-time role. Mm. I said, look, that's really great. This is not a, a full-time role it's a, or mm. whatever it was. Mm. That it's, There's no use me wasting your time and you wasting my time. Let's mm. Let's just call this and then good luck with your journey. If we've got any of those type of roles mm. coming forward, we might be in contact. Yeah. Now, that's just a respectful conversation. Yeah. It must have been respectful because when she left the building, about 20 minutes later, I got this call from this number I didn't know, and she asked me out. <laughs> Weird, right? Yeah. I was sort of flattered. I was married yeah. at the time as well. So I, yeah. I said no, just for the record, I said no. But yeah. to me... It's yeah. just, a, I think it's a great simple example of mm. if you can have the courage to just be honest, yeah. be respectful and have that tough conversation, then it builds more respect. Yeah. Like it's not like, mm. oh, I'm never really sure when Brendan tells me this because he never tells me if I'm doing anything not yes. that great anyway. Yeah. He just fluffs over it a bit. Yeah. So ha- the ability to have the tough conversation mm. yeah. and it's like anything running, I haven't run a marathon, mm. maybe I will in the future, but yeah. that's a tough gig. 
from what yeah. I understand. You don't just go, or I'm going to run a marathon and go and do it. Yeah. You've got to run short distances mm. and, and mm, build up. Definitely. Well, the same in tough conversations. Just know that oh, I can be better at having tough conversations, mm. better around behavioral type tough conversations. Hey, Dan, you know, when you did this, um, let's talk about your human touch because that's a, a mm. nice, easy one Just to touching do. touching everyone all the you time, know when you, keep, you know when you do that, that's <laughs> not really what we mean by human touch. Uh, I'm getting a lot <laughs> of business and dating advice here. Uh, the human touch is wrong. Is, it, is wrong. is there any coincidence that human touch came into the values when he became single? <laughs> no? Well, no, yes. no, no, no. It's about the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Just an unbelievable... We can all use more human touch. There is, no, there is no such thing as coincidence in this but, world. No, I, I, really, I really like this because I think having tough conversations is definitely something I've struggled with. Uh, mm. It's it's not a fun thing to do when to tell someone that they're doing something that isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, but something that I really liked that you just hit on then <laughs> is when we created our, our values and our strategic anchors in the business, it gave us a language to use that was separate from a personal attack on something that they're doing. Mm, absolutely. And so we can say to someone now, hey, this isn't human touch, for instance, or no. um, our other values are... Captain Planet, be like water, be like the astronomer, are our three values. We're like, mm. hey, are you being Captain Planet? Which sounds ridiculous, but they, they know what they're, <laughs> they they're talking what about. Yeah. Um, and that's all that matters. But, yeah. but it, people it working creates a language it that's mm. separate from an emotional attachment to something, mm. which I, I found really useful yeah. um, in, in the way that I've approached tough conversations. Um, is that something that you find is useful? You, you, yeah. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. That is the key. It's... I say distance, mm. I can't think of the right word, but it, it puts a tough conversation into a process, yeah. mm. which is really powerful. I know people can sit there and say, I hate process, I'm not that sort of person, but fundamentally we come back to templates and processes, mm. even how we get up in the morning and brush our teeth, there's yeah, a process habits. attached to that. Mm. Exactly. So when you've got, when business takes the time and they value that sort of stuff, mm. what I love about your values and what you just shared is they're not just the vanilla stuff that means yeah. nothing. They actually mean something to your business. They're mm. different, so they're memorable, yep. but then you can have the conversation and again, talking about good conversation, hey, mm. when you're being Captain Planet, Captain Planet, yeah. mm. That's awesome. And this is what it looks like to be awesome. When you did this, mm. that's exactly what we need. You're building stories around that. Yes. But conversely, the other story is, well, hey, you know, when you did X, Y, and Z, that's not what, com- not what Captain, Captain Planet, Planet means. Yeah. Mm. Like, let's realign our thinking so we're on the same page mm. about that. Mm. This is what it looks like to us. How do you think you could implement that moving forward? Yeah. Whether that be for external customer interactions or internal uh, mm. team interactions. So it's very powerful. Mm. Why are tough conversations <coughs> so tough? Is it like the emotional aspect? that's coming into play like you're a bit worried you may not be able to keep your lid on and just get angry mm-hmm. or you're a bit worried about how they're going to react the it's pretty simple especially if they're maybe a bit fragile uh, they may have not the best mental health say mm. if they're not performing you've got to mm. have a tough conversation about mm. that you don't want to make them worse you don't want to make them yeah. feel worse or perform worse because yeah. you've delivered it in a wrong way or mm. you've created now a, a conflict that's not healthy because you you said something that needed to be said but wasn't in a way that was the right way. So how can you, yeah, yeah. Why, why are they so tough but how can you make them easier, I suppose? So all the, all the points that you just say are valid mm. but ultimately for me it just always came back to one thing and I can't find anyone that differs is that we all want to be liked. Mm. Yeah. It's that like Michael inherently, Scott office yeah, yeah. <laughs> inherently, somehow I'm in. We, inherently, we just all want to be liked, yeah. And we some for whatever reason, and I still think like this as well. You just have to push yourself. Mm. Say, well, hey, I don't, 
I don't want someone to not like me. Mm. And then I've actually created that <laughs> dislike. Yeah. But like we were saying earlier, that vulnerability piece, mm. actually doing it in a respectful manner mm. is absolutely critical. There's always nuance around all these situations. Mm. Like some of those things, if somebody's got some other challenges mm. that you're maybe not aware of, if you're having the right conversation, you will unpack some of that through the process. And yes. the maybe the behavioral issue becomes secondary, mm. whereas we've got to get how do we get the right support in mm, place for them? And true. I'm not sitting here saying leaders are trained for that sort of stuff, but mm. they, if they care enough, they'll ask the right questions. So you just want to be liked. Yes. And we've got to know that actually it's, it's nothing about that. Stop, get over yourself basically. Mm. And the getting over yourself is how do you be more liked or actually more importantly, more respected yes. as a leader yeah. is be willing to have that conversation and yes. develop the confidence, the boldness to, hey, I'm going to have that conversation. Don't mm. let things grate on you because mm. what's that? The straw that broke the camel's back? Yes. Like it's, it's not the... <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. One yeah. of my podcast uh, uh, guests mentioned this, death by a thousand cuts. Mm. And it is that. It's like boom, boom, boom. And then it, I got so many cuts, it's hurting really bad. Yeah. And I never fixed the first cut. Yeah. That's what it is. Like just have that courage because the tough conversation mm. gets a hell of a lot tougher the longer you leave it. Yeah, I think you spoke about Patrick Lencioni before as well and he talks about being kind versus being nice love it (coughs) spot on yeah so obviously being nice is great because people are going to like you but it's not being kind to them because if they don't change then give it a year two years they might not have a job with you anymore yeah so being kind in the first place would have been to actually have that tough conversation absolutely yeah. Yeah. but then if you have that the is tools respectful. to have that conversation in a way like using your values using mm. your using those things that we're talking about then that creates a framework in which you can be kind and yes. have those conversations um mm. and they're exactly. less scary yeah yeah, yeah so how do absolutely. you introduce leaders into having tough conversations if they don't have a framework or values yeah. or a discussion template, I suppose. Do you have a template or a way to suggest them through that process? Or Yeah, so let's go back to the one-on-one performance yeah, type yeah, conversation. Exactly, yeah. mm. What's the easiest thing for people to talk about? Yeah. It's black and white is generally their performance yeah. on their role, yeah. not necessarily on behaviors. Yeah, yeah. So focusing on the role. So yeah. if somebody's not performing at the level... And if you're doing those conversations regularly, i.e. each week is what I encourage, then you're actually just practicing mm. some of those tougher conversations yep. on a really light level. Bite-sized. Absolutely. Mm. Now, I don't necessarily sit there and say, hey, leader X, you're going to be practicing this. The focus is just having some discipline around some mm. conversation. Yep. And then we scaffold and we build on that. And at some point, it'll be like, okay, the nuance is there. We're ready to go. Just have you considered this? The mm. connection you mm. built is allowing you to have this conversation with this person that you're not quite comfortable with what they're doing yeah, yeah. so if and you start with something like oh our, our goal is say billable hours mm. you need to hit seven but consistently you've been hitting six what's going on there mm. start with that easy like objective fact absolutely you hit it or you didn't let's absolutely. talk about it and then you can move on to eventually you feel comfortable that you can be like oh so i'd noticed that you didn't do this type of behavior with this client um, that's something yeah. I think we should unpack as well what happened there um, but you feel more confident to do that to bring yeah. that up without it being like you suck 
you did badly <laughs> because that, it's after three months of building up yeah. and you both know about it yeah exactly <laughs> you're waiting for that yeah. three monthly yeah, or yeah. Even six monthly or annual or heaven help us review. annually yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, i've got this list of stuff on my remarkable that yeah. Yeah. back in march 2021 you mm. did this yeah i wrote not captain planet in march 2023 <laughs> yeah Look, we laugh good. about it but yeah. it happens uh, well my wife does it to me once once <laughs> per year I think you, you have a year annual review, performance review, review? Yeah. yeah she remembers everything yeah i don't know how there's an old sign Seinfeld bit where he's like, I know uh, the feeling, mate. Being, being married's like on jeopardy permanently. It's like every morning you wake up, you get on the stand, and your yeah. wife takes like, I'll take uh, conversations we had at two a.m. ten years ago, please. Like, <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, it's, brilliant. we all have. Uh, yes, it's not good, but anyway, anyway, the, it's yeah, tough conversations. Yeah, it's a nut. It's a to me a key piece of the puzzle, mm, yes. and I guess I frame this with you guys that what can really help a leader go from sort of here mm. to here really quick and stand mm. out from the pack. Yep. It's that level of self-awareness and continuing mm. to become more self-aware and encourage, again, even just, hey, how can I how can I lead you better? Mm. There's a level of seeking some self-awareness. We know when you do this, this is great on me. Really, my wife says the same thing. <laughs> or my boyfriend or partner, whatever it is, says yeah. the same thing. Yep. You probably should listen to some of that. Mm. Yeah. There's some merit in that as opposed to just mm. pushing it to the side. Um, meetings you know, really super important they're practical yeah. stuff like self-awareness people can say oh, it's a bit woo-woo it's not yeah. you just we all need to know mm. ourselves better yeah. but meetings is something that's tangible like mm. if people aren't having meters meetings then that's not great for starters mm. it's even worse if you're having meetings and they really suck mm. which is most people yeah. how do we make that process a little bit better and mm. there's ways around that okay mm. there's lots of information people can google stuff they can go to my website we can have a chat um, there's some you know there's content stuff there's yes. other podcast episodes yeah. Um, there's heaps of great mm, books yeah. out there. And then this other piece we've just been talking about, tough conversations. Mm. So many people avoid yeah. the tough conversation. Yep. There's always an excuse to not have the tough conversation. Mm. Just have the conversation. Don't even think of it tough. Mm. It's just a conversation. conversation. Mm. It's not positive or negative feedback. Mm. It's just feedback. feedback. Mm. And this is really great. I love it when you do this and this is why. And this is not so great. Mm. How can we help me understand why you think that's the right thing to do and let's do it. The only point I'd pick you up on, Dan, is if we can get away from using that word you... Yeah. People start to mm. yeah. get a bit it's pointing the like, finger. It starts to get like you it's just like, you know, I've, and it does seem a bit woo-woo to some extent, but mm. like I feel like when this happens, mm. like this is how it's coming across. Can you help me What's understand that? What is that thing? Mm. Like yeah. it's it's just your perspective. Yeah. Your perspective is your perspective. Mm. And that's right. Yeah. But from their perspective, you could be way off the mark. Yep, true. Yeah, true. Right. True. So it's just like when you do this, this is not good. And I don't, yeah, I don't the U like word that. Adds yeah. tone. It's, yeah. it's yeah. using there's there's an attack, yeah. and again in, in the yeah. blog I wrote a while ago, it's like use that not attacking language. Yeah. Yes. I can't remember the term I use exactly, but mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. you don't want people feel like mm -hmm. they're being attacked. Yeah. Because then backs up straight away. That connection is hard to get mm -hmm. through. You you're better off saying, Look, actually I didn't approach that the right way. I'm sorry. Yep. Can we come back and do this later? Or yes. Actually, no, I really apologize. I didn't mean that. Mm. Let's unpack this a bit better. Cool. Again, a level of vulnerability, which yeah. comes back to character. Respect. I um, It's huge. I, I love everything you've told I've, us. I've taken a Thank lot you. away from this chat. I, and I'm going to say, yeah. we're talking about tough conversations. This mm. was not a tough conversation. This is <laughs> a great conversation. <laughs> well done. So, I've yeah, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed it as well, yeah. chaps. Thank nah, you. It's well, a pleasure uh, coming on. Uh, yeah. I mean it this time. Thank you for coming on. <laughs> Uh, it's been great having a conversation with you. This is our podcast. This is, our podcast, this is yeah. Brendan's podcast. That's yeah. right. we, we, I feel like we've learned a lot. Hopefully, our listeners, I imagine they're going to take away a lot from this as well. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Brendan, 
how do they do that? Easiest thing is go to the website, thecultureofleadership.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've also got the podcast, The Culture of Leadership, which is available on YouTube mm-hmm. or any of the podcast audio platforms. So that's probably the easiest way to yeah. go. And through there, there's, I guess there's a mobile number somewhere, but I won't share my mobile on there. <laughs> Where do you live now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the beautiful central coast like yes, you guys. Yes. How good, how lucky are we? Love it. What a place. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to finally get you to chat to us all things leadership yeah. and uh, we'll hope to get you back on again another time. Thank you, chaps. It's been a pleasure. Generally enjoyable. Thank you. And we're back. What a great chat with Brendan. How good was that? Great. I took I took a lot out of that and there's definite changes I'm going to go make. Yeah, for sure. In with our team we've discussed with we're going to do I lead the team. Definitely. More connection. Mhm. I think we're pretty self-aware, but like yeah. communicating that self-awareness is important. Mm-hmm. Um so if you are down or something's happening, just be open. Be open about it even though it's hard to yeah. be open. And uh meetings. Yes. Meetings. Yep. Um which is the connection part, but uh, there was also the tough conversations. Tough conversations. Yeah, tough conversations, good. which kind of mixes, that all mixes it all together. Mixes. Connection, it's tough big, conversation, meeting. big pot of leadership. The really leadership good. Stew. Love it. Really good. Uh, other thing, Tim, I've got another thing. Okay. Uh, my other thing is uh, I finally watched Severance and yeah. uh, I finished it, it's season good. one. It's good. And you've mentioned it a few times on the mm. podcast and I sent you a message last night when I watched the finale. I was just like, shit. It's <laughs> How cool is it? Yeah. It's when you explain the show to someone, it's people that can't remember what they do at work. Yeah. And the people at work can't remember what they do in their mm. personal life. It doesn't sound that interesting. No, but God, it's, it's interesting. Good. It's so good. I, I like I'd never I didn't appreciate the concept of like your innie mm. is a an entire person of yeah. uh, the way they frame it. It's like, no, this is a this is a living conscious being who essentially if you stop working there. They you, die. You murder them. Yeah, like, the innie's dead. You, you've killed your innie. They cease to exist. Yeah. And then and, and they never sleep. No. That's that's interesting too. They, they hop into the elevator. Yeah. And it's like straight away they're back at work. Yeah. <laughs> they just feel refreshed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so strange. Yeah. Um, so strange. Yeah. I thought that was really good. Did we, I, I didn't really get into like the moral issue with it, like that mm-hmm. whole thing, like they're talking about it. And I was like, yeah. I kind of don't care. Yeah, I'm not too worried about the moral issue of it. Though. Yeah. I'm sure maybe one day there will be technology like that. Yeah. But uh, but it made me think, like, mm. do they expand this further in the show? Like, are they going to talk about, like, there's, like, people who they put in the military, mm. they make them severed. So if they go into war, they're not worrying about themselves outside of that. And they don't remember it. They don't have PTSD so, or anything. Spoilers. Yeah. So if you haven't... If you haven't watched the show, just skip forward maybe three minutes, five, <laughs> three to five minutes, uh, and I'll give you a second to skip. And now, if you haven't skipped, too late. Too late. Uh, what about there was the birth, and yeah, she was severed. She severed the birth. Yeah, she was severed. Which is why when the other lady went up to her, didn't earlier, recognize didn't her. Recognize her. So was did you read that as either she just didn't want to be present during the birth? Yes. Is that how you read That's that? That's how I read it. So I I kind of at first I was like, oh god, is she like captive to him because. She's severed and yeah, has no idea, but right. probably would just run away or something like uh, that. Yeah, I know. I, I read it as she made a decision that she didn't want to be present at the birth, mm. didn't want to remember it, just get it over with. It's not me who experiences it. <laughs> it's my innie. So crazy. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah, no, I thought that was really... Um, it's funny that you picked up that one well, small <laughs> nugget of <laughs> you and Jane were like, well, look. Childbirth. Severed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Didn't know that was an option. (laughs) Could have ended this entire last six months. Yeah, to remove the uncomfortable parts of your life, you can you can get severance procedure. Yeah. And then just do all your um, all your management meetings yeah. <laughs> while seven. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you really can just take yeah. care of all that. Leadership, Dan. <laughs> yeah, this is leadership. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Funny, funny stuff. Uh, but that, that was my other thing. My other thing is a quick, easy one. Foo Fighters, new song. New song, new which song. means new music is coming out for the Foo, Foo Fighters. Who's drumming? I don't know. I haven't looked into that. Maybe, new, maybe, oh, maybe they had recorded it already. Yeah. Um, before the drummer, forget his name. Before he Nate, died. before Nate passed away, yeah. sadly. But I'm excited about that, mm. and I really like the song too. Go check it out. I haven't checked it out. It's I good. Will. There's also a new Jack Johnson and Ben Harper song together. Yeah, at last. It's pretty cool. Yeah, those guys are really similar, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like the same person. <laughs> they may as well be. Yeah, that's yeah, very so true. That's also a really good song. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's finish up there. If you want to get in touch with us, two drunk podcast at gmail.com, two drunk accountants on all the social medias. Send us a review, send us a like, join us on Instagram. We love hearing from you. Send us messages, send us emails, send us everything. Mm. We do get back to all of them eventually. So if you've written us something and we haven't written back to you, don't worry. There's something coming back to you. We just haven't done it yet. Um, if you are waiting on a scarf. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's coming. Uh, and so listen, uh, send us video messages. We've had a couple do that and we mm, love it. Um, yeah, it's good. Uh, budget coming up. We'll probably do something for the budget. Yeah, We're not sure yet. Good to decide. Uh, maybe a budget night again. Mm. Maybe we'll just come to my place, watch it yeah, on the TV. We could do that. We could do a live acoustic performance on the guitar. Not a bad idea, eh? Yeah. Maybe mm. we should do that. Serenade. Serenade the lovely listeners mm. as we progressively get more drunk on whiskey sours. That sounds good to me, Dan. It sounds good it to sounds me. Sounds pretty good to sounds me. Sounds right up our alley. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for listening, everybody. And we will catch you later. Bye. Bye.